welcome to the Living in the Yum podcast. I'm your host, Emma Garrison with Balance and Bliss Coaching. We will uncover ways to break through those limiting beliefs and stand in the power of you. Each week, the Living in the Yum series brings innovative, thought-provoking, and actionable content to help you gain clarity, alignment, and connection with your soul and heart. It's time to take action. Take an authentic stand for yourself and unapologetically live more into the yum every single day. Are you ready? Here we go. Join us. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your yum with us. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm super excited too, Emma. Super excited to be here. (laughs) Yes. So just for some context, Joanna and I met a couple of years ago in our NLP practitioner course training that we were taking in San Francisco Bay Area, which is where Joanna currently resides. And she is someone who is like so full of life and what I call yum and really lives in line with who she is and shares that with her clients. Um, And I just like really appreciate your outlook on life and the way in which you ask really meaningful questions and provide really helpful insights. It's just like something I'm so grateful to have you as a, a friend and a peer and knowing that there's other coaches out there doing really important work. That's awesome. And I thought like, well, you know, I'm feeling pretty yummy right now, but everything you just said made me feel overwhelmed. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's so nice to hear that every once in a while. So thank you, Ma. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. So Joyna, will you tell us a little bit about um, what NLP is and how, how you use it in your life and in your coaching business? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, usually I try to keep it short, but I tell my friends, family, or clients, I say, okay, NLP, which stands for neurolinguistic programming, is basically this idea that, you know, we have thoughts all the time. We're thinking things left and right, but we never really think about how we got those thoughts. And mm-hmm. so NLP is like taking the back door to your brain to look at some of those thoughts that really aren't helping you. I mean, many of us, we have, all of us, we have a blend of fantastic thoughts that motivate us and drive us and have us connect with people. And then we also have these thoughts and beliefs that um, don't really help us. Sometimes you can see it in relationship patterns or in a job not being promoted or feeling a lack of self-confidence. And so those are limiting beliefs that are on a subconscious level. And so NLP is fantastic because it's very creative, it's very flowy, um, and every journey is a little bit different. And what's great is that you're able to explore these different beliefs and start loosening them up a little bit so that you have a different way of life and a different perspective. And I can only say it from my own experience, you know, it, it really wowed me having gone to an LP coach and going through huge belief changes and then seeing the difference of like a month. So I'm totally, totally on board with it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think to, um, to your, we were just talking before we hopped on this call. And one of the things that we were diving into was how humbling it can be to witness how those thought patterns are coming to fruition and how, to your point, they may not be serving us the way that we think that they are. Mm -hmm. or the way our subconscious intends it to be. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And I think many times we're on autopilot, kind of just going through the tests in our day or the, again, the connections and the routines um, and just living life. And that's great for some people. That's fantastic. But I'm seeing more and more that there's people that there's a certain part that they're unhappy about or not feeling fulfilled like, or feeling like I could have a better life. I really could do more. I just don't know how to do it. And just having that sense of awareness is already like, that's already the huge step to starting to shift different things. So, yeah. So for people who are watching, who haven't, um, haven't experienced much NLP or life coaching, and are thinking, oh, I want some of that awareness. What would you say to somebody who is looking for that awareness? What would you um, say the first step to finding that would be? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, I would say for anybody who's out there watching, for everybody out there watching, is that it's really probably the first step, which is really, really helpful, is curiosity. So usually when we have something that stresses us out or creates anxiety or depression or overwhelm, any one of those negative type of thoughts or feelings, um, our mind has a certain pathway that it follows and they're very well established. And many times it's like turning on the TV and just letting it run and thinking that we have no control over changing the channel or turning it off. And the truth is actually we do. So curiosity is essentially you picking up the remote and changing the channel or being like, well, I'm going to pause that for a moment. Why am I feeling this right now? You know, um, let's do an example of somebody that maybe is insom- has insomnia and can't sleep and always knows, oh, we're getting close to bedtime and starts this thought process of like, it's gonna be a struggle, I won't be able to sleep, I'm, it's gonna be blah, 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 blah. Same thought pattern every single night, except tonight, when that starts, you're gonna catch yourself and be curious of like, whoa, okay, where did I start with that thought pattern? What was the very first thought that triggered all the rest of these? Maybe let me listen and pay attention and be aware. And just that slight little shift will start breaking those rigid thought patterns. And then, of course, there's many different things you can do to start um, recognizing what will help you sleep better, what's missing from a well-rounded life for you, you know, X, Y, and Z. But that very first step is the curiosity and the awareness of, oh, hold on, hold on. Why am I feeling this way right now? (laughs) Yeah. And I love the curiosity aspect because I think especially when we look internally or um, are letting our ego chatter us down certain paths in a thought process, it's, it becomes challenging to look at our, um, the pathways that you know, we're choosing to go down belief-wise without judgment. Mm-hmm. Or without saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm still upset over this. Mm -hmm. Or, oh my gosh, here we go again. I'm not sleeping. Of course this is happening. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, like you are mentioning, going at it with just curiosity. With no right or wrong or good or bad. Absolutely. Dropping into resource. Yeah. Yeah. Because the judgment and the stress and the anxiety and overwhelm, those all cause 
even more, you know, it ripples on itself where it's like bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, well, no wonder you can't sleep. You have like these loud (laughs) hammering things in your head (laughs) that won't shut up and won't let you sleep. So the curiosity is at least neutral. It's at least, you know, it could be positive if you want it, but if anything, it's neutral of like, wow, okay, what is insomnia doing for me? Mm-hmm. What are these thoughts actually providing me with? Mm-hmm. What is something, what's a part of my body that I haven't been listening to for a long time? And what is it trying to say? So curiosity is just asking all these different questions, like a little kid, you know, little kids ask so many questions because they're curious. They want to know the world. They're trying to understand it and create these ideas. So it's tapping into that too. Ooh, yeah. you know, and I look at this from different angles. Yeah. Um, you started to touch on this just a little bit with the questions uh, that you were hypothetically asking yourself with insomnia. Yeah. And um, one of the presuppositions of NLP is that every behavior has a positive intention or a positive mm-hmm. purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. And um this is a question that a was hard for me to process when I first experienced the idea of everything has a positive purpose. Every thought, every behavior, every action that we do has positive purpose. I had a really hard time digesting that. Uh, and B, I get a lot of questions about that as well. Like, what does that even mean? How can making unhealthy eating choices have a positive intention? That doesn't make sense. Or how can insomnia have a positive intention? Mm-hmm. Because that's happening to me. I am not able to sleep. It's a to me thing. So can you talk to us a little bit about um, stepping into recognizing positive purpose and how that plays a role in NLP and belief patterning? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And for me, like that's a huge one, trying to find the positive intention or being curious enough. Because that's the thing. Again, just tying back, when you're curious, you are open to other ideas instead of the one track that you've been looking at the entire time. So let's say this is true. Let's say that there's truth that every single behavior, every single thought and belief has a positive intention behind it or on a deeper level. So the curiosity starts cracking open that nut. I'm going to use again that example of insomnia. So if you're laying there in bed and you're like, okay, now I have all this stuff going on, but tonight I'm going to be curious and I'm going to ask, okay, what is a positive intention? What is this insomnia trying to get for me? Well, okay, maybe one thing could be um, there's all these, you know, thoughts going on in my head. It's trying to, I feel like there's so much I have to do. Okay. All right. And so, and so because there's so much I have to do, I can't go to sleep until it's all done. Okay. So that's a little bit of a more deep level. Okay. So if you're able to get all these things done um, on time, and then be able to sleep, what would that, what would that give you? What would that allow for you? Oh my gosh. Well, if I got everything done, I feel like I could take a break and I could go on that vacation. I really, really want to do. Okay. And if you had a vacation where you could do all these different things, what would that get for you? Well, I took a vacation. I would feel relaxed and peaceful and I could sleep well at night. Mm. Hmm. So I mean, that's just one silly example, but if you trace it down, the insomnia is actually really trying to have you get to a place of peace and relaxation and sleeping well at night 
but the way in which it's surfacing in your body isn't working. So there's an example of a wonderful intention that this awful thing has for you um, and recognizing, well, perhaps with curiosity, there could be other ways that I could reach this feeling of peacefulness and bliss and getting a vacation and getting the most important things done on the list without having to have the insomnia. Yeah. Ooh. So, so good. <laughs> it's, it's like a giant puzzle. I think that's my favorite part of NLP is like everything that we get to do is, is like a big puzzle and kind of putting the pieces together and figuring out to your point, sitting in that curiosity and just receiving mm-hmm. whatever's coming. Mm-hmm. Totally. And for everybody, it's, it's really unique. You know, the, the stories and the pathways and what we believe to be true, it's all very unique for each single person. And it's fantastic to be able to explore that because my guess is a lot of people don't have the time or don't even think about exploring these things. But once you do and recognize, oh, I'm not getting what I wanted to get. Maybe I can try it a different way. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, your brain will work in wonderful ways to help support you in a different way. Mm-hmm. Hopefully in a more healthy and happier way, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I love about that um, process that you just took us through with, with insomnia is being able to hone in uh, on the outcome of the outcome. So, and that's a big component of NLP is understanding what we call the meta outcome of what is it that you really want, but we're not digging deep enough to pull that out. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a really powerful um, shift that happens when you're able to identify that outcome of the outcome, because that creates our well-formed outcome, which then allows our subconscious to get there in a variety of ways to your point. So it like gives us different choices and options and pathways gives our subconscious permission to pick the one that is best suited for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That ties in um, to one of our classes. There was this one, like three sentences that just hit home for me. And so now I think about it all the time is that <laughs> when you have only one choice or one option, or only one way of doing things, you're really stuck in a problem. (laughs) And when you have two choices, you know, either I do this or that, either it's good or bad, either it's right or wrong, either I take this job or I don't, either I end this relationship or I stay in it, that's a very black and white and you're stuck in a dilemma. And that's not helpful either. But if you have three or more choices, now you have flexibility, now you have options, now you have the power on a subconscious and a conscious level to start choosing these different areas. Um, for example, <laughs> I had a friend yesterday, we were supposed to call, uh, do a, a call together and her battery died. Her car broke down on the side of the road. Oh no. And like, I, you know, I, I can't do this call. I'm so sorry. I, I called for Geico to come and help and it's going to be an hour before they can come and help me to jump the car. And, um, you know, if we're only focusing on that is the only way to get her car fixed, well then, okay, she has to sit there for an hour. And so then I was just thinking, okay, curiosity, what are other ways that she could get help? And we came to a point of what about you call an Uber and see if they have jumper cables 
And if they don't, what if you jump into the Uber to the nearest gas station, get a pair of jumper cables, and then jump the car with the Uber driver? <laughs> Which would probably all be done in like 15, 20 minutes instead of waiting an hour. <laughs> yeah. So triple A is about to go out of business. (laughs) I know. I know. I should probably like keep that one in, but, but just that exploration of like, okay, instead of thinking there's only one way I can do things, what are all the other ideas, no matter how silly, how stupid, how goofy, let's put them all out and then select which one seems to make the most sense in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about that resourcefulness. Yeah. I use that phrase all the time now um, with my dad, who's also my business partner, who also introduced me to NLP and did the um, trainings and certifications with Joyna and I. And I always sit back to when I'm really upset or uptight or angry or stressed or sad or whatever. And I'm able to articulate that with, I am feeling very unresourceful because in those moments, we often feel stuck in like there are no options. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a much more resourceful place to be to your point where you have several options as opposed to feeling stuck or you're in between a black and a white situation and feel like those are the only two also stuck positions to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Love and that. it's really cool because to be resourceful or have resources, it's this idea that everything that you need is already within you. So mm-hmm. the resource of having peace, the resource of taking a break and deep breaths, seeing resourceful and feeling connected to a place of happiness within you. Um, these are all resources that we can tap into if we want to. And how to do it, I mean, that's where NLP really comes in. Um, but especially in those moments where we feel less than resourceful, you know, angry, upset, tired, exhausted, how can we start bringing in those more positive or neutral resources to start, you know, kind of getting, zooming out of a problem and being able to see it from a different way. It's very hard to solve the problem when you're in it, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, cause we're wrapped up in those limiting beliefs and the stories that we have around the situation or the people in the situation or the environment of the situation. And I think, and that's what I've, um, I was talking with, JC the other day who is on this series as well and saying how for group coaching for me becomes really helpful because if I can relate to or see myself in another human being they're talking about an issue or a problem that they're going through and I'm able to watch you coach them I can hear and see and witness the experience really smoothly because my ego, my story, my limiting beliefs aren't wrapped up in it because it's somebody else's experience. Mm -hmm. And almost every time without fail, as I'm witnessing and watching, I drop into like, oh my gosh, that's me too. And I can also take that on Mm -hmm. or take that coaching advice on for me. And when I am in the seat of being coached, it's really easy for me to drop into story, ego, belief mode because you're in it. But when you're able to see either A, from third person, which is um, another NLP practice that we do, or up in the um, theater room at the projector room, uh, which we can talk more about, that becomes really crystal clear to your point of mm-hmm. being able to see things out of self. Mm-hmm. Right. And gaining a little more clarity from those spots instead of being really stuck in the story. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. NLP. It's so fantastic. I could talk about it all day, but (laughs) I know. I know. The thing that I really love about your perspective on NLP and what I think is a really uh, incredible thing that you offer is the clarity of explaining it to other people. Yeah. You, you have a really natural way of conveying what NLP is and how we get to use it as a tool. And it's just amazing. And I, I love that. I, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. I think it's, it's, it's a mouthful. Neuro-linguistic programming, it's a lot to handle. And so you're like, well, let me tell you what NLP is and when it started and da 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 I mean, people are going to be like, ooh, <laughs> hold on. You're talking about science and linguistics and all this stuff and it doesn't make sense. So let's like simplify and just say, hey, you know, are you 100% satisfied with the life you have right now? Are you super excited? Or are there parts where you feel a little stuck? Okay. Yeah. If there's parts that are stuck, let's explore it. Let's use these creative tools, coaching tools, to help get you unstuck. Yes. So I had um, a story once, actually it's on my website, I mentioned to people, like, you think about the, the fairy tale of Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. And um, how, you know, it's a brother and a sister, and they go in the woods, and they kind of get lost. But what they do is they have these breadcrumbs that they put on the pathway so that they tr- are, are able to try and find their way home. Mm-hmm. Um, but they end up getting to a gingerbread house. So I relate this to NLP in the sense that like the gingerbread house, you know, is maybe a deep core belief that you hold on to, And the little breadcrumbs on the path are other beliefs, some of them positive, some not. And along the way, as we grow up from childhood up until now, you know, some of those breadcrumbs, they get eaten by birds or mice, you know, and they kind of go off the path, but it doesn't mean that they're gone. They're actually still there. So there, we have some beliefs that are very on the surface that you can see, you know, what, what means what's important to somebody, but some are on a deeper level and more hidden, mm-hmm. you know? And so in a way, because I also love chocolate and I love desserts, I sometimes tell people, you know, our journey together as a client and a coach is to go on this path and start figuring out where those missing breadcrumbs are, those deeply lodged beliefs, and let's try and really go for that gingerbread house and find that big, you know, that big belief that really we could start, you know, tearing down or shifting so that you don't get stuck in it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think um, that was a big aha for me going through the practitioner and master practitioner training with NLP was realizing there are a lot of beliefs that I hold on to that I was not aware of that I had not like, uh, consciously processed before. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much work, work you do on yourself, um, it's not until you tackle those deeply rooted often subconscious belief systems that you will see a real shift Mm -hmm. in your experience. Yep. Yeah. So speaking of shifts, what for you, how, what has been the biggest impact that NLP has had on your, on your life and world? 
Well, I think for me on a personal level, um, it's helped me become a person that I absolutely love. Like for me, mm. the whole NLP journey has been really a focus on self-love and what that means to me and tapping into my inner wisdom, intuition, self-confidence. So when I first came to NLP three years ago, I felt like a wreck. You know, I didn't, I was in a job that I loved it, but it wasn't going anywhere. I was in a relationship that was in a dead end. And I just felt really frustrated all the time. I just, you know, had a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression. And, and so I realized something had to change and it wasn't everybody else. It was me. <laughs> so, yeah. so probably that biggest change was really doing a lot of work on what limiting beliefs do I have or did I have around um, a healthy relationship with a partner or what does it mean? What, what would it look like for me to have self-confidence? in anything I do. And so, you know, it hasn't always been easy. There's growing moments, there's an ebb and flow with everything. But I look back from today to three years ago, I'm like, wow, I really love the person I've become. And I think probably the most beautiful thing that's come out of it, the gift, the positive intention, all of that, is that it led me to becoming a life coach myself, where I'm like, okay, I can do this, I definitely can help other people get there too. And a lot of my clients, um, it's interesting enough, tend to come to me with either career issues, being at a crossroads of um, I'm not sure what to do next, whether I stay or go, or how to kind of have an upwards mobility thing, or um, just really finding themselves of an inner identity that they can connect to that they really want. So letting go of that anxiety, which I'm like, oh. I see where you're at and I can see what we can do together to get you out of it. So, yeah. And everybody's journey is a slightly different path, which is fantastic. Um, but it, mm-hmm. it's super rewarding. And it's, again, like what you said too, sometimes when people are going through things, I can connect and be like, oh, I feel that too. Or I've been there. And it's really humbling and gratifying to be able to go through that with someone as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that you brought up self-love. That is something that on some level, I believe everybody is striving to, to hold on to and to find and to authentically believe in and sit in. And NLP is absolutely a powerful tool to help uh, sort of like get all the weeds out of the way yeah, and realign and rewire to, to get there. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah. um, it's also this idea, like when a baby is born and, and as it starts getting older, you know, ages between ages of one and two or whatever, a baby doesn't really have a concept of self. You know, it doesn't be like, I am this, I am that, I want this, I feel this, you know, a baby just exists of like, okay, it feels hungry. It's going to cry. If it poops, it's going to cry. You know, if it, you know, so, um, I think we're all born already with this amazing resource of self-love and just Mm -hmm. an awareness of like being really connected. And as we get older, like you said, there's the leaves that pile up and it kind of gets a little mucked up. And so it's really just reconnecting, moving all that stuff out of the way and reconnecting to that core, part of you like oh and like a welcoming home kind of feeling I'm like oh I know this I've been here before <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Yeah. And I, I love that reminder too. And you said this in the beginning also of like, we've got it all in us already. It's not a matter of, of creating or, um, getting, and and that's where I think the misbelief comes is, uh, external validation or external resources to create. If I have a boyfriend, I will be happy. If I have blah, 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 I will be happy. Um, if I have more money, I will be happy. If I have a dream job, I will be happy. If I have, I mean, you fill in the blank and I'm sure on some level we can all relate to that too. And that for me is the perfect starting point in the work because that's when you get to realize, oh my gosh, I'm focusing on external things to provide me with what I'm looking for. And that's not it. Mm-hmm. And so like what you were saying earlier of how do I flip that back on to myself and get to do the deep work with myself? Because until I find that self-love and centeredness, I'm not going to be creating alignment in my external world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is huge, huge. I think to some level, we all seek external validation in some area of our lives. I mean, I even myself, I'm like, oh, you know, I really like feedback from clients. And then I came to this realization of, wow, how much of the external validation am I taking in versus internal validation? So, you know, a deep knowing from within that I'm doing a great job as a coach no matter what versus external like oh the feedback is providing me this idea that I'm a good coach you know same thing for success in business success in a relationship and so it's a good question we can all ask ourselves how much validation am I getting externally or how much am I focusing on external validation versus internal and do I want to change that do I want to switch it up a little bit you know because ultimately what what anybody else thinks about me doesn't matter you know I love you Emma but what you truly think about me really shouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that's another idea of self-love is that um, I, and I'm still working on it. I'm going to be honest. Like there's good days mm-hmm. and bad days. Of all course. Of but to come to a place of like, I love myself so much that I'm going to take care of myself. And, you know, if somebody says something that doesn't resonate, it's okay. It's totally fine. And I'm going to keep on doing me. I'm going to keep on doing these things that make me happy. Um, You know, respecting other people's boundaries and their rules. And I'm also going to respect my own. So, yeah. 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 And there's two things that come to mind there for me. Um, One is that external validation, to your point, is something we all crave to some extent for security for safety for belonging for whatever you are seeking from the external validation so again going back to what's the outcome of wanting external validation what will that do for you or have for you or be for you and one of the things that I've learned in this process because I've always my whole I have been such an external validation person I want it from my mom I want it from my friends I want it from the stranger walking down the street like I've I just crave it and what I've realized yeah and what I've realized is that there is no external validation that can fulfill me the way that my own validation can fulfill me Mm-hmm. No matter how much of, I, of it that I get, it will never be substantial compared to 
what I can create for myself. Yeah, the extra. No, I was just saying with like the the depth of belief in in my own internal validation can never be matched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I, I think I got so excited. I was like, oh, I had this thought. I didn't want to lose it. But it's this idea like external validation is like feeding a hungry beast. You know, it's mm-hmm. just constantly getting this food, getting this these you know nutrients or whatever. But it's just running through you, and you're going to need more and more and more. And the internal validation, like it's always there. So yep. tapping into that, like as a, like the sunshine, it's a, a resource that never runs out. Mm. That's pretty badass. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is badass. And it's one of the things that I love to think about on this path too, is like, we are in full control of that. And that's a blessing and a curse. That's like a, hell yeah, I am empowered to be in control of that. And that's a drastic accountability. Oh shit. I am in control. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes um, between the two. Hell yes. I'm on this self-love train. This is great. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm doing something that a lot of people don't do. What the heck am I doing? <laughs> yes. Totally. 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 So funny. So yeah. funny. Um, the other thing that I just want to bring into this space was the second thing. Um, And that is to distinguish the difference between external validation and feedback, because I know you, I know you pretty well. And I would say we both agree feedback is still a valuable thing to pay attention to. Um, but putting, you know, all of your weight on needing the positive external validation, not so healthy. But feedback we can take to your point from a curious perspective of, okay, what, what do, what do I get to make that mean? What am I choosing to make it mean right now? What does it really mean? Mm-hmm. And then getting to move forward from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And I think that is a really good point to bring up too, is that feedback and constructive criticism, they're super helpful. You know, they help us grow and improve and become better people all the time. If we choose, if we choose for it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where it shifts over into the external validation realm and territory is when we get feedback from someone and we take it personal or make it mean something about who we are or instead of just seeing it as perhaps a way to improve something you know Mm -hmm. so that again also is is really good to be aware of get curious about it dig down deep in there (laughs) of okay somebody just gave me some feedback which I can choose to accept or not that's within your control and within your power. I can choose to make it mean something about me or not. I can choose to act on it or not. I can choose to take little pieces of that versus the whole thing. See how there's so many options of how to receive the feedback or, you know, how much you want to receive. Like, it's fantastic. <laughs> yes. And it pulls us out of victim mode because when we recognize, um, I, again, I have the power. I am creating the meaning of things. I assign meaning to whatever is coming into my sphere. And so when you're experiencing hurtful words or, and um, I don't know, feeling upset or hurt feelings about something, we get to pull that back and say, what am I creating the meaning around? Mm-hmm. What is my brain making up for me to believe? Mm-hmm. 
What's that's the story make fun of me. Right now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a creative little, little device up there. Just making up stories about things that are going on around us. And it's very good. I mean, the brain mm-hmm. and the mind is very good at making up stories to yeah. protect you, defend you, support you, you know, mm-hmm. and so some of them are great and some of them not so good. So yeah, time to start changing the story when you're ready. Yeah. So. Yes. That's the key question. And what I might argue is that no one ever feels ready to be doing that. So it's an awesome way to just jump in. And this is something that um, Robert Harrison, our instructor, would say to us, which I love this, and I use it all the time now. It's like, take this, try it on, see how it works for you. If you don't like it, you can always go back to what you were doing before. And 99.9% of the time, I like it, and I take it, and it changes my life, and it's big impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we get to choose that. Yeah, you get that choice of like, well, either I can take it on, I can take bits of it on, I can choose not to take it on. Um, and they're all great. You know, get to play with all of them. Mm-hmm. It adds more playfulness into life too. And when you're playing and creative and not being so adulty and serious all the time, <laughs> that also makes for a more enjoyable life. So. Oh my gosh, so much so. Okay, speaking of an enjoyable life, um, So I'm curious about how NLP plays into living in the yum. And when I talk about living in the yum, this is something um, that for me personally is when I feel very connected and in tune and centered and like anything in this world can go by me and I'm not affected because I have such connection to self. Um, for me, that's living in the yum and I, and sort of like after going to the acupuncture or, uh, after going to a meditation where you just feel like yummy on the inside, that's the best way I know how to describe it. Yeah. How, how does NLP support one in living in the yum? I would say from my perspective, NLP helps you to live more and more in the yum. Mm -hmm. So Instead of having a stressful life with a few happy moments, NLP shifts that story around to, I have a really happy, fulfilling life with a few challenging moments that I look forward to because I know they're going to help me grow. Mm -hmm. I mean, so even a challenging moment can be extremely yummy. Um, And so the different tools to help strengthen your brain to work in a way that's, you know, supporting you creates more and more and more young. And that, that is fantastic. That, yeah. you know, if someone says you can try this on, but you know, if you don't like it, you can go back the old way. hundred percent. No, I'm sticking with this because I really like the young and being it more and more. And more. Mm, yeah. I totally hear you on that. I agree. <laughs> I think we're both 100%. feeling kind of yummy right now. <laughs> I know. And I'm so glad because like I shared with you earlier, I was not having that experience today. So this has really just helped me shift and I just appreciate your energy. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So a uh, quick question before we wrap up mm-hmm. for somebody who's listening in, and is interested in NLP or life coaching, what would be your maybe t- 
top three recommendations for them to step into the space or start becoming aware, or maybe that is a step um, into, into NLP? Mm-hmm. I think there's so many different ways. Um, I'm, I'll try and stick to just three for now. But one of them <laughs> is um, reach out to Emma, reach out to you um, or to me or anybody that is a life coach, because chances are we're all super passionate about what we do. And many of us offer a free, you know, 15 minute, half hour, whatever consultation call so that you get a feel for what it's like. So, of what you know, what is NLP or what is life coaching? And so that, that's just a time commitment, but that is a great way to explore some of your beliefs, whether you choose to work with a coach or not, you get that little, it's like putting your toes in the water, you know, like, Ooh, what is this like? You know? <laughs> Um, so that's a great way. I know that there's also, there can be a lot of different meetup groups, um, or NLP um, institutes where you can, again, they'll have a free evening session where you just learn some of the basic tools and again, see if it works for you or not. I know for me, I couldn't wait to get started. And the whole time I was in classes, I just felt, yes, this is exciting. This is great. Um, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so everybody will find their own way to a tool that works for them. It could be NLP. It could be something else. But you don't know what you don't know. So might as well yeah. explore it. And then, of course, you know, I mean, going up and buying books on Amazon or going on YouTube mm-hmm. and just, you know, learning about NLP and seeing what is it about. And, you know, again, some people want more of the facts and the evidence. So they'll be wanting to investigate articles. Others just want to see demonstrations, how it works. You can go and look. Tony Robbins has his own flair of and spice of NLP. So you know, can you do that too? But there's many different ways to just kind of get curious about it. But I'd say yeah. for your, your own personal, for anybody out there that really wants to get a taste of what it's like, um, reach out to Emma. And just oh, fine. Totally thank you. Yeah, you know, just just have that half hour of exploring something and finding mm-hmm. the positive intention behind an issue, and yeah. that might be something. It's always helpful to have a coach there to help you with it. So you might find out different. Actually, I guarantee you will find and discover things about yourself you didn't really know before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, and how lucky are we to get to live in that space? of watching aha moments all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. How can people find you connect with you? Um, do you have a website, social media? Yeah, I do. I would say probably easiest is either go on Yelp and you can, you know, Yelp join a Heinz coaching, or you can go to joinaheinz.com and read about my, my take on NLP, my own personal story, and then just how to get started as well. I also write a blog that, you know, like a newsletter with just little NLP tidbits. So that's a great way too of just learning a tool and practicing and trying it on for yourself and then seeing if it works. And then if it doesn't, let it go and try something else. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I love that. I love it. Well, I will link um, your website and Yelp and stuff in the comments here or in the title comment section. Somewhere <laughs> on there. We can do that. Click below. Kind of. 
so people can get connected to you and um, and get to learn from your yum and what you have to offer because it's a lot. And I love learning from you and your energy and, and all the wisdom that you have. So I'm so grateful that you were willing to do this and come to this space and share what you got because it's amazing. Yeah, there is so much yum to go around for everybody. So yes. you know, I would say even right now, I'm feeling really good. I'm like in a bowl uh, now like a hot tub of yum so <laughs> <laughs> I love well, it. thank you Emma too thank you so much for letting me just share this hour with you and explore and just talk NLP and hopefully there were some really good tidbits there for people as well oh my gosh there absolutely were thank you so much <laughs> <laughs>